Welcome to the Smarticle Podcast, where we take a good article and make it gooder. Some new research, Brandon, reveals the impact of optimism on problem-solving in romantic relationships. Eric Dolan is the founder, publisher, and editor of the Psy Post. Have you heard of the Psy, P-S-I Post before, Brandon? No, never heard of it, nor have I ever yeah, heard I of Eric to. Dolan. Yeah. Anyways, you can find Eric Dolan at E.W. Dolan on the Twitters. His research provides evidence that optimistic people tend to engage with their romantic partners in more constructive ways to resolve their everyday problems. The study examined 112 couples who had been in a romantic relationship and living together for at least six months. Quote, over the course of 14 days, couples had problem-solving discussions and often and typically resolved them on the same day. Conflict-laden topics were about communication, financial and housework issues, and children. Problem discussions about every life concerned topics such as time management and transportation logistics. Researchers found that daily relationship quality tended to be higher when neither partner reported that a problem-solving discussion had occurred. Relationship quality tended to be lower on days when the partners reported not solving the problem compared to when the problem was resolved or somewhat resolved. I need to just first say this. We're not great problem solvers in the Olsen marriage. <laughs> I need to confess that. I feel like problems come up, things get a little more heated than they need to be. Um, but having said that, we have survived almost eight, 19 years of marriage. So we've gotten better at this, but we still are not really great at, at un, 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 unwinding a problem. I feel like. Corey and I go in these these fits and starts where sometimes yeah. we're really good yeah. and sometimes we're not so good. I think that, you know, taking into account the stresses, and, and they did in this study. I, I had a problem with this article, number one. Um, this dude, if you look at his LinkedIn profile, he's got a picture of himself flying a airplane. I guess he's in the co-pilot seat. Um, but he's got his, yes. you know, airplane headgear on. Yes. And he's about 27 years old. He's and the, I'm not saying he's not great, but founder he's founder of the side post. Yeah, Stop, I, get off it's, him. It's basically a, a you know a blog post, but whatever. I mean, I'm not saying he is the side post. The other thing he's also doing is is he's he's quoting a a PhD, someone that's working on getting their PhD who's done yeah. the study. In yeah. that study, they sampled 107 white heterosexual couples from the Midwest and, and five lesbian couples. And they do say in the study that, hey, we need to, we need to look at a much bigger sample size. Um, so I, I had a I really hard time it. just figuring this out. Like, I mean, <laughs> if you're optimistic, you're better off. I mean, that just seems like you don't need to do a study to know that optimistic people are going <laughs> to problem solve better. I just felt like, wait, are you saying that if I'm uh, – op- I mean, that just seemed like common sense to me. We need to have um, – so uh, I, I met a guy named Dr. Heath who's a, who's a, a psychiatrist. We need to ask Dr. Heath about this because I, I I was like, I have no – I mean, he'd probably say, well, yeah, if you're – very positive person, you're probably going to have more positive outcomes. Anyway, what did you take from the study? Well, so there's got to be a downside to being married to an optimist, right? You can't, you if, can't, you're, if you're if you're if you're negative, yeah. But there, but but my point is, like, optimists aren't perfect. There's a there's got to be a down. Like, you need negativity. Like, if someone's always positive, that can't be great for your marriage. Well, I I don't know. I guess if it, if well, I guess the difference would be if they are avoidance. Right, so if they if they basically refuse to have any discussions because hey, we got everything's got to be perfect, we're all perfect, everybody's happy, we're all happy. That's not 
optimistic. That's just basically no, an avoidance principle, right? So if the person's like, you're having a discussion, they're like, well, you know what? I think we could work this out. I, th- I think we just need to maybe take some time and process it. That's optimistic, right? I'm optimistic that we could solve this problem together. And I'm going to continue to be optimistic that we could solve this problem together. I don't feel like, I don't know where negativity comes in to help the problem solving. You're not really yeah. helping your cause right there. So, you know, like, like I mentioned, been married 18 years. Yeah. And I still use this I didn't term. go to your wedding, by the way, but, you know. Yeah. We invited, invited you. You well, were in was I? Okay. I have had to use this term so much in our marriage. I'm like, could you just assume the best of me, right? Even the person that I've shared the most with, love the most, I have to remind her, can you please just assume the best of me when we're having one of these fights? And it's hilarious. Like, if the person I love the most is having a really hard time to assume the best of me, how can that ever happen with anybody else? Well, I disagree because I think that the problem with that sort of logic is the the person that's you know that you've spent all that time with knows your foibles better than anybody else so she knows that you've left that cup in the sink 8000 times <laughs> so she's like this dumbass has continued to leave the 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 cap off the toothpaste for 18 years it's not going to change i could see how you could become less optimistic the you know sort of familiarity breeds contempt a little mm. bit right we're not we we say oh larry you're just you always x i think the bigger challenge for couples that have been together for a long time of any sex, right? Straight or gay, that you, uh, you've always said this to assume the best, but you have to do that as a daily mantra. You have to say, you know what? I'm not going to assume they're always going to do wrong. I'm going to assume that maybe this time they're going to do right. And even if they don't, I'm not going to be like, well, there you go again. Larry left the toothpaste cap off because, you know, there are little things that we all do and we work on. I mean, I know there's things that uh, drive Corey crazy. I'm a, I don't screw the lid on all the way a lot of times. So she'll she'll take out a bottle and like boom, it pops because I like just don't screw it on tight enough and it's probably happened fifty times in our marriage. She leaves coffee cups everywhere around the house. Drives me insane, insane. Yeah. There are coffee cups everywhere, and I'm like, can you please just put your coffee cup in the sink when you're done? I'll put it in the dishwasher. <laughs> but I mean, again, those are like, and then and then you add and they do references in this study. Do you add kids into the mix? Oh, oh. my god, you add a third personality, especially when they're little, where you can't even use logic on them, where they're just <laughs> like, bah! you're just like, oh my goodness, how am I going to deal with this? And the spouse that doesn't think the best of me. Well, I wonder if optimism doesn't play a big part in that. That if I'm optimistic that, yeah, this is a phase in my child's life, or this is a phase in our marriage, but we're going to work through this. We're just going to continue to talk about it. It does come down to optimistic communication though, too. And I- I'm, I don't think everybody's like this, but in my marriage, we're mostly always arguing about good things. Like we're not, nobody's dying. We have money. We got a roof. It's always like, oh, who's going to take that kid to school or like, right. I've constantly been saying like, we argue about stuff that is only good in her marriage, which seems stupid. No, I think that conflict is part of any relationship. And I mean, you go, you know, you go through, I mean, I've seen you guys together for years upon years. You have two very different personalities, yes. very, very different personalities. Yes. And that, yes. that leads to conflict, right? You I mean, you have, totally. you have three kids with very different personalities, right? Yeah. So I could see all those things. Like, you know, they do say the number one reason for in-couple fighting is financial and then second is kids. Yeah. Like how we're going to raise them, how we're going to spend our money. When you have tons of, you know, it's like, it's like people that have tons of money don't fight about money because they don't need to, right? <laughs> when you don't have tons of money, 
or you haven't come to a balance in your life about how to spend money. It's, it's sort of like, I think that takes a long time in a marriage or a relationship is to sort of come to an understanding about what we both expect around certain things and, and trying to meet each other maybe 80% of the way. You know, just on that idea, though, people that don't fight about money because they got a lot of money. I'm around those people in San Francisco. They're effing miserable. Those yeah. couples that have the yeah. most money are miserable. Right, but they're fighting about other things that are much deeper and more. Like, when you're fighting about money, you're fighting about basic resources, right? So you're fighting about money because you're stressed out about paying your rent or your bills. Those couples are fighting about, like, why am I so unfulfilled? Well, you're so unfulfilled because you actually don't do anything <laughs> worthwhile, right? So that's... Or, or a person says, I want to do X. They end up fighting about, well, I want to go to Bali and I want to go to Chamonix. So, you know, the things that happen are, or if a kid gets into trouble, it's like, how can we bail him out rather than how do we raise him to be the best adult we can be? I, I don't know. I'm not, uh, I, I am not one of those couples. So I don't know what those are, but I do know that every couple is going to have these tensions. So I, I kind of see the thing of it being optimistic. I was thinking, you know, the one thing about the study that I did know for sure is that it didn't, nothing in what he reported gave any understanding of how to fix it. So yeah, I'm like, it's a study. I, well, I know, but they should be like, okay, so you're optimistic. Well, how do you be optimistic as a couple? I, I need some, I need some actual practical steps, dude. I'm a practical steps guy. You could say, listen, if, if you have blue eyes and you don't do anything about it, you're going to die tomorrow. Like, well, what do I need to do to fix this? Well, I, I can't tell you that, but I can't tell you that if you have blue eyes, you're going to die tomorrow unless you do something. I, you know, I, advice for marriage, whenever I, people talk about that stuff where you read the men are from Mars, women are Venus, all that, blah, blah, blah. It's like two moving targets and a third is the actual marriage. Like I'm a moving target, my wife's a moving target, and then our marriage is a moving target. It's like advice doesn't really-ish work. Or help. Yeah. The one thing about it is, and this isn't an episode necessarily about marriage or relationship, but I do, well, I know, but I'm saying optimism. I also think that a piece of this that I might've thrown in that study is, I think that when you have a goal in mind in your marriage, like my wife and I have the same set of values moving forward. We know what we want out of our life. We want to serve other people. We want to work in the community. We want to be so, when you don't have those, well, when you don't have those goals in common, I think you can run into problems in a marriage. That's where I think it's more problematic and you have more fights is when one person is going one way and another's going. That's why I say we just grew apart. I'm like, did you grow apart or were you never really together would be the question I would ask. And by the way, that's the only piece of marriage advice that I've ever taken. It was by Rob Bell. Him and his wife were doing this podcast. And they were like, just stay connected. Go see the same movies. Go on vacations. Read the book, same books occasionally. Just stay like physically connected. And I was like, I mean... That's amazing. It's been worked wonders in our marriage. Absolutely. And that's, that's something that I think the longer you're together, the more you have to remind yourself. I have a tendency to want to go downstairs and watch sports. Yep. And, you know, and, and that's, it's okay every once in a while, but I know that if I'm, I just need, Corey's a time person. So if I don't spend time with her, even if I'm just sitting in the same room reading a book, it, it hurts our marriage. So it's just things like that, being aware of how we're connecting with each other. Maybe that's optimistic. I don't know. Turns out you're an optimist. I am. Maybe I'm a total optimist. Larry, I'd like to thank you for letting me read this study to teach me that I am indeed an optimist. 